Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast on NRL.com. Round 24 teams are here. It's the home stretch. It's the grand final uh, under most default head-to-head league structures. My name is Chris Kennedy. Uh, Dom Brock is here. We're both here thanks to Dorash. Um, Dom, huge week for anyone who's uh, <clears throat> still alive in their uh, head-to-head leagues. Yeah, it's a massive week. Uh, a lot of grand finals, as you say. Um, not many teams with trades left, I would expect. So if you do have one or two trades, then uh, it's a huge advantage in a week like this. Um, not a lot of big name outs, but you can make a few uh, strategic moves perhaps um, before the weekend or across the weekend to give you that crucial edge. Certainly are a couple of key ins, outs, and in doubts. We'll get to all of those. The Knights and the Titans kick us off to start the round. Uh, Clemmer out suspended. Tyson Frizzell back from suspension are the main changes for Newcastle. What do you got fantasy-wise? I guess uh, steady as she goes for the uh, popular Knights uh, players. If you do have your Connor Watson, Braley, um, Ponger, I suppose, these guys are all scoring pretty well. Ponger is the underwhelming one, I guess, in recent weeks. Um, we were hoping he was going to get some big scores against uh, struggling teams like the Bulldogs, but not to be. I think he got 35 uh, last week. But um, Watson and Braley both scored well. Connor Watson, 68. Um Mitch Barnett at 55. So those guys uh, are still reliable enough. Don't have to do any panic trades if you've been holding on to them this long. So, um, yeah, nothing else really new. I mean, it's a big game for the Knights uh, against another finals contender in the Titans. Um, but their attack hasn't really been clicking, so it's not like I'd be rushing in, uh, you know, Bradman Best or or even Pong if you didn't have them already necessarily. Um, your thoughts? Anything new in that Knights team? Yeah, it's very, uh, it's very same same, isn't it? I mean, Clemmer is not in a heap of teams, and Frizzell, who only owned for one week before he got suspended, uh, back is probably handy for a few sides. But otherwise, I mean, Ponga, like you said, has been pretty disappointing um, for for most of the season, including his injury layoffs. But if you've got any trades, then you've probably got bigger things to worry about than Ponga being slightly underwhelming. Um, yep. As for the Titans team, um, few changes there. A couple of them are a little bit surprising. Ash Taylor dropped, which I wasn't too surprised by, but the fact that Tyrone Peachy goes to six rather than Toby Sexton um, is probably the one that uh, was a little bit surprising. David Fafita um, sort of returned to the starting side, which everyone had been clamoring for, and then uh, was very well contained by the Storm and now goes back to the bench um, for this one. His scores have uh, really dropped off a cliff the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Yeah, the halves thing's interesting, isn't it? Um, a couple of weeks ago when it was Taylor and Sexton in the halves, we were wondering about when Fogarty would come back and which one he would bump out. And then a couple of weeks later, they're both out. Fogarty's in and, and Peachy's in at six. So good news, I guess, for Peachy owners, probably better in this role than coming off the bench, although he saved his scores recently with a few tries. He'll at least play big minutes, um, you'd expect, in the halves. The David Fafita thing, yeah, so a couple of pretty lousy scores from him recently, 26 and then 30 in the last two weeks. Um, you want as many minutes as possible from him. If he does come off the bench, is it worth – most people would have him at this point. Would you consider um, sticking him in your reserves and, you know, as a loophole option maybe? It's first game of the round. If he does have another – if he does flop again and get 30 points, is it really weighing you down in a, in a massive head-to-head week? 
Mm. I mean, a few things there. First of all, you would, if you take him out of your 17, then make sure you've got a way to get him in as 18th man in case he does go nuts and score a couple of tries and get 100. You don't want to shoot yourself in the foot that way. Um, the other thing is all the edges that are out. I mean, we've lost Hadawir Nida, We've lost Angus Crichton. Mm. There's been um, some big dramas in terms of the edge forwards. I know I've sort of copped um, a few. I've only... Um, I couldn't take him out if I wanted to uh, this week with my edge stock. So it's it's a bit of a luxury for those who can afford to. But if you can afford to and you've got enough edges and you can make him 18th man, then, um, yeah, it's probably not a, a bad loophole strategy. I mean, he's capable of having a monster score, obviously. He averaged in the 70s until a few weeks ago. But yeah, he's just been so off his game recently. So if he doesn't get a try, he could be in for another mediocre score. Much else in that team we're talking about. Greg Mars, who dropped for Phil Sammy. He was a bit of a, a mid-season cheapie, but I don't know if too many teams are relying on his scores. There's probably a few, um, to be honest. Otherwise, I don't know if there's too many you'd, you'd be too keen on in that side. Not really. Fogarty had a good score last week, but uh, I think most teams that are still alive probably have got other halves at this point. So, um, mm. you know, I guess hold him if you got him. But, yeah, no, no other buys in that team, I don't think. Yeah. My photo waker back might help a few coaches, but also not a, uh, a buy at this stage. The Warriors and the Raiders. Um, Warriors certainly a, uh, an interesting team. Um, changes around the halves. Chanel Harris-Tavita, do we know if he's dropped or injured? I haven't really heard yet. It'd be a curious one to uh, to drop him, given his, his talent and the you know signs for the future. But um, as it stands, Cody Nicarima on the bench and Sean O'Sullivan partnering uh, Chad Townsend in the halves. I mean, he could be just be dropped, I suppose, and they don't really need him in the uh, reserves with Nicarima there as the backup half, I guess. But, um, yeah, a bit of a surprise, as you say. Um, I mean, fantasy-wise, not huge, uh, not a huge impact there, but, uh, yeah, odd one for the Warriors unless he is carrying an injury. Um, in terms of fantasy, uh, Ewan Aitken, I think, still the big winner. Um, he's been really good recently, got another try on the weekend, scores well uh, in the second row. Um, great option for the centers if you still need one or even just, you know, on your bench. <clears throat> and, you know, very promising for next year. Do you think there's any chance he's a starting second rower for the Warriors round one next year? I wouldn't rule it out. I was on the um, the, the midweek Zoom that Nathan Brown did last week, and he was very complimentary towards the way that you and Aiken have been playing. He's probably a smaller bodied back rower, but he's got advantages around his, you know, his speed, um, his running game is really good. And he's, you know, he's always been a good defender. So, I mean, the, I guess the thing with the Warriors is, you know, Torhu Harris comes back into that back row, a few other sort of bigger bodied forwards. Maybe they don't need you and Aiken in the pack anymore. And they might be, you know, Peter Hiku's going, he might be more handy for them in the, the centers. But yeah, um, yeah it's, he certainly played well enough to hold the spot if that's the way they choose to go. Yeah, it'd be good for fantasy if that was the case. Um, but anyway, yeah, short term, he's doing well. And Reese Walsh, um, <clears throat> a couple of moments to forget last week, but still got 66 points, played quite well. So, yeah, those guys are holds. Um, and Curran, I think, had a lower score last week, but had a head knock. So wouldn't be too worried if he was in your team. I think he, uh, from memory, the head knock was quite late and he was already on track for a pretty below par score, but he had been going pretty well prior to that. Uh, Matt Lodge, also back in the team, had been scoring quite well before his suspension. Him and Fenua Blake actually both are scoring uh, reasonably well uh, through the latter part of the season. Raiders team, uh, Matt Frawley gets a chance in place of uh, Sam Williams in the halves. Um, Looks like Jordan Ruppiner is still the fullback. Charles Dickel-Cookstar still uh, on the bench. Um, 
Wanted to ask you about uh, Matty Tomoko. The uh, you know, if you told me the start of the year that Seb Chris and Matt Tomoko will be the Raiders centers as they're fighting for a top eight spot, I'd been a, a little bit surprised. But um, he was fantastic in a loss last weekend. Yeah, I think some people snapped him up really early this year, hoping he was going to get his chance, and didn't happen for a while. But um, yeah, eighty points uh, with no try, I believe, in that. Uh, I think one try in that game of the weekend. Like Eleven busts. Yeah, that's fantastic for a centre. So, you know, obviously the potential there to hit 100 if he if he gets a try or two. Um, really promising. And, you know, probably a bit risky again to buy someone like that this week, but um, he's still quite cheap, I guess. And, and, yeah, really promising for next season going forward if he does keep a, a spot in that starting team and he, he played so well. Uh, you know, I don't see why he wouldn't. Mm. For sure. I mean, Warriors aren't going all that well. And the fact that you know, the loss last weekend probably ends their season, you know, it's hard to tell how they're going to respond, um, you know, psychologically. Yep. So they might be ripe for the, the picking if um, attacking centre wants to, um, to to run some tackle bus around them. Um, otherwise, in that team, much worth talking about. I've touched on Hadawira and I being out before. Hudson Young sort of been the beneficiary the past few weeks with some uh, some handy scores. Yeah, Hudson Young, 67 on the weekend, averaging 60 in his last five games. He's had a really good run of uh, scores. So I guess he's up there with those top available edge forwards at the moment. A bit of a left field option, but uh, yeah, he's been proving very handy at the moment. Roosters and the Rabbitohs, the old rivalry Friday night at Suncorp Stadium. Can't wait for this one. Roosters, man, they are just battered. It looks like um, they've only named 20 players because that's all they have fit and available mm. to name. They lost Adam Kieran to a head knock, Nat Butcher to a knee injury, possibly a meniscus or a cartilage or, or something. Not quite sure what's wrong with him, but he's certainly out this week. Um, and Dal Copley picked up a knock, so they're just getting absolutely battered in the, the three-quarter line. Brad Abbey, the former uh, Bulldog and, and Raider, uh, I think this is his NRL debut for the Roosters. He's been in the squad um, all year, but I think it's his first NRL game for them. Um, and Lachlan Nam shuffled out to the, the centre, so they're, um, they're stripped pretty bear uh, out wide the roosters but um, amongst the carnage uh, captain James Tedesco stood tall yeah 100 points uh, 108 from him last week uh, again no try I think in that so you know set up four tries had a lot of bus um, awesome game he's been great recently a bit quiet earlier in the year Tedesco but uh, he's really stepped up in the last few weeks so absolute must have I assume everyone who's still alive in fantasy has got him um, good signs from him. It's going to be tough for any attacking players to score well against the good Rabbitoh side, you know, considering how injured depleted this Roosters team in this week. But, um, you know, he could get a good score regardless, even if they're on the wrong side of the score line. So uh, he's must have. Drew Hutchison got 92 last week, which is huge mm. for him. Um, Played awesome as well. Yeah. Um, they've managed to have, you know, lost uh, Kiri at the start of the year, and now they've come up with three, you know, fairly handy-looking halves in Hutchison, uh, Walker, and and Lamb's been good as well. So, um, yeah, I don't think Hutchison necessarily a buy in fantasy, especially this week against Souths. But uh, yeah, Tedesco absolutely must have. I wouldn't make him captain or anything based on that score last week against a very good Souths team. But um, yeah. yeah, he has to be in your team. The other one, uh, Sam Beryls has been sort of pretty handy of late. I got on him um, around the time he got into that starting side, replacing, it might have been Marshke at the time that he sort of got in front of. Uh, it was a bit of a slow burn, but he's had a couple of 80-minute games and starting to look a little bit more confident with his, his running game. He's got a, you know, he's pretty much, you know, he's making 45 tackles and scoring 37 sort of stuff for a, a while there, but um, he's come alive a little bit of late. 
Yeah, mid-40s last week, I think. Um, I think 50 on the week before. So, yeah, good, solid scores for someone who was super cheap when uh, when you and I both snapped him up. And, um, uh, yeah, so handy end of this year. Again, a good guy to look at for next year because his price is still going to be quite low, I think, based on that those early season scores. So, mm. yeah, good score going forward, I think. Value anyway. South's team um, got a, a little bit uh, outclassed, outplayed in the second half by Penrith uh, last week. It looked like Adam Reynolds was on track for an absolute boom. He barely scored a point in the second half. I think he was on, was it 42 at halftime and finished with 45 or something like that. Latrell Mitchell crashed over for a try and still only finished with 30 for the match. Didn't have a lot to do other than the uh, the try. A lot of their attacking players sort of suffered um, under that Penrith suffocation against a, a, you know, a good but understrength Roosters team. They might go a little bit better this week. Yeah, it's a really interesting one, isn't it? For there's a lot of good um, fantasy scorers at the Roosters and the, at the Rabbitohs, sorry, and they're mostly attacking players, so can do well in big wins. But it's a weird situation against a, a Roosters team that's really overachieving for what they've um, copped in terms of injury. So I don't know what this is going to be. They could win by twenty or thirty. They could, you know, eke out a close win. It's hard to know. So guys like. Latrell Mitchell, again, he could get 30 again. He could get 25. He could go off and get 80. Um, who knows? I think the big question mark is over Damian Cook. He was in a bit of doubt, I think, going yeah. into the team last Tuesday, whether he was going to be named. A uh, little quad injury, I think. Uh, they have named him. Um, if he doesn't play, that could swing a few head-to-head uh, finals. So good thing, I guess, is that it's an early game in the round. They play Friday night, so... Maybe if you do have trades, keep one possibly in mind if he's not a 100% confirmed starter when the round begins. Mm. I mean, the good thing about this is they're relatively early in the round. Um, if he's going to drop out of the 19-man the squad on, on Thursday night, you'll know basically the, the time the first game kicks off. The other good thing is Wayne Bennett doesn't really get involved in the Ducks and Drakes and the, the shenanigans. He, um, If he's not going to play, Wayne Bennett's not going to be trying to pull the wool over everyone's eyes until uh, until kickoff. Um, so he should have a fairly good indication after he does his uh, pregame media um, probably on Thursday, I think that'll be. Anyone else in the uh, South team before we move on? Karen Murray's scoring quite well. 63 last yeah. week. It's been pretty good for a while. Nothing really new there. Yeah, it's probably not. A lot of teams just given the dramas with the other um, forwards that have fallen by the wayside over the latter part of the season. The Dragons and the Cowboys kick us off from Rockhampton at 3 p.m. on Saturday afternoon. Um, Dragons team, uh, just more changes, some strange changes. <laughs> Dufty was recalled. Now he's been dropped again. Um They've got Freddie Lussick from the Roosters on the bench covering Hooker where uh, Jaden Sullivan starts after having not really played there until last week but doing pretty well. Um, Talatawamone gets another shot in the halves. He was probably a little bit of a shining light the past fortnight um, for them. Um, Fantasy-wise, what do you make of it all? I don't know. Is there Are there any big winners out of that shuffle fantasy-wise? Jack Bird's in heaps of teams, and they got 34 last week, which is, you know, really standard for a centre. Not not end of the world or anything, but he'd been scoring better than that recently. Uh, Zach Lomax got a 50, and he's in no teams this year after being in heaps last year because he was so expensive. Don't think I'd look to buy anyone else in that team. I mean, Amano was good. Really. I mean, Jack points, had some but... handy scores when he gets a, a big minute game but probably not consistently enough to be um punning on him as a point of difference i don't think yeah yeah i think i'd avoid at the moment so hold hold bird if you've got him and i think everything else just uh ignoring that dragons team at the moment 
pretty much. Uh, Cowboys team, a few changes here as well. Valentine Holmes shifts into the uh, centers, which I actually quite like for the uh, the Cowboys, I think. He's um, not a bad uh, defender for an outside back. He wasn't quite getting it done as a ball player at the back, and um, you know, hopefully he can have an impact uh, at the centers. He's obviously a talented player. Um, Jason Tamalolo named to return from that broken hand. Uh, I think his last game was being trialed on an edge, which he'd almost never played before, and now he's gone not only back into the middle, but straight into the uh, the front row. Um, so the edge experiment appears to be over, assuming he's fit to play. Um, so yeah, a few changes for the Cowboys, but um, like I've been saying for most of the season, not a whole lot fantasy-wise from them. Yeah, they can't buy a win at the moment, the Cowboys. So I guess they're just trying you know, new things each week and seeing what sticks. Um, we'll be interesting to see how Val Holmes goes in the centres. Val Holmes goes in the centres. But uh, yeah, fantasy-wise, I guess... I mean, they're both holds. Tom Alolo, if you've got him, um, you know, play him, hope for the best in his new front row role. He just needs tackle breaks, really. Um, mm. This year, he's been kind of underwhelming all season because even if he has decent enough base stats, he's not getting that many busts and his run meters aren't what they have been in previous years. So, uh, yeah, his owners need a big game from him. Otherwise, is there much doing? They've got their halves have scored okay. Um, they both got about 50 last week, but not as reliable as the top half. So, yeah, no no buys, I would say, in this point. Absolutely no buys at all. Uh, let's move on. The second Saturday game, the Sharks up against the Broncos. Sharks in desperate need of a win as they fight for a spot at the bottom of the uh, the top eight. Um, certainly went about it the right way last week with a monster win over the uh, the Tigers, which translated into some handy scores for uh, a few of their players on the team's front. Unfortunately, lost Ronaldo Militalo with a, a broken jaw. He was one of their um, standout scorers with a, a couple of tries. Um uh, Luke Metcalf, who also scored well, uh, stays in the uh, the starting halves, and uh, in Tolman back f- uh, from a one match suspension on the bench. Yeah, Metcalf was great last week, sixty nine points. Uh, Trindle seventy points in the halves. Braden Trindle has been fantastic recently. Another guy who was quite cheap um, got given the halfback spot at Cronulla, which has been fantastic for fantasy this year. We've had Townsend, we had Sean Johnson score well for a while, and then uh, Trindle now. Uh, scoring very well, you know, consistently. So um, don't know if he's a buy at this point, but those who have had him uh, in the last few weeks, no complaints at all, I'd say, for for what price they paid. He's getting uh, 61 points a game in his last five games, 70 on the weekend. Could be a difference again in, in a head-to-head final. One of the few things I've done right this year, I panic bought him mid-round that week that I think DCE and Mitch Moses were both... Uh, outs after being named on Tuesday and I just desperately needed a cheap, cheap half and snapped him up and it's actually gone okay um, since then he's playing really well um, Broncos team this might be their first unchanged side of the year is that possible <laughs> it could be it feels like it I think they're unchanged and I think that's the first time I've said that they are unchanged anyway. yeah um, yeah I mean there's still a bit of news if anyone yeah, if anyone held Tyson Gamble um, for when he's came back from suspension, uh, he's injured anyway, so he's out for the year. Definite trade for those who hadn't traded. Uh, Payne Haas is still fantastic, seventy-five points in the weekend. Uh, captaincy option, I guess, if you don't have Nathan Cleary. Hopefully, at this point, you do have Cleary, but um, he's a very reliable scorer. Otherwise, uh, Anthony Milford got eighty-three points. You got to encourage anyone to buy Anthony Milford. Uh, it'd probably need to be a unique set of circumstances. 
Yeah. He can score heavily, yeah, but even that so. is pretty big overs for him, I think. Um, yeah. I don't think he's scored that well since 2019. Um, so it might not happen again for a little while. Don't expect it two weeks in a row then. Um, probably about covers it for the Broncos for now. The uh, Storm and the Eels is the third Saturday game. Storm hunting a historic 20th win in a row. Um, I know they said uh, ahead of the uh, the game the week before they weren't putting a lot of energy into the record. I don't know if that's going to be the case this week or not, but um, they certainly look a little bit stronger than they did last week. Brandon Smith and Justin Olin both back um, to, after they rested some bumps and bruises last week. Um, what that means is that uh, Ryan Pappenhausen retains the starting fullback jersey and Nico Hines joins Harry Grant on the bench. So uh, some interesting um, decisions for fantasy coaches around those players um, this week. Yeah, so it's what we expected to happen, I think. Um, Hines, uh, we said, was a sell a few weeks ago. Uh, he did have a, one or two good scores since then, but uh, definitely a sell now off the bench, you'd expect. I mean, he could still jag a couple of tries and get a good score, but um, it's very risky for a back who's not going to play the full 80. Pappenhausen scored in the 60s last weekend. Um, still not 100% at his best, I don't think, but um, played well enough to score well and could have a big game this week. And he's still quite cheap. I think he's still in the 400,000. So very handy, cheap option. Um, if you're looking for another scorer or another winger fullback, uh, bad news for Harry Grant going back to the bench with Brandon Smith back. Grant was awesome last week, 93 points, but um, probably won't do that uh, off the interchange. So, yeah, a lot of good scorers in this Storm team as you'd expect for a team that's about to get its 20th straight win. Yeah, Harry Grant, I think I'd be, if I had him, I'd certainly be playing him, but I wouldn't be uh, advising anyone to buy him. It's the way he rotates with yep. Brandon Smith, he should still get decent minutes, you know, 50, 55 minutes. The way the Eels have been going, there's a chance he sort of runs amok through the middle, obviously missing, you know, Regan Campbell-Gillard, Ryan Madison. Um, it's a little bit under strength in their forward pack. The Eels did beat the Storm at the start of the year, I think 16 points to 12 in the wet in, in round two, which is a very grinding sort of game. But um, yeah, things have obviously changed a lot since then. The Storm have absolutely caught fire and the Eels have uh, regressed pretty badly. So so, um, yeah, probably would expect a, a pretty comfortable storm win um, in this one, which could suit their, you know, the Jerome Hughes, the, the Pappenhausens, the, even the Harry Grants off the bench. Yep. Yep. Um, Eels team. Um, Fergo back for Mike Acevo is the uh, the notable change. Otherwise, a little bit of uh, switcheroo on the bench. Ray Stone, Keegan Hipgrave gets some time. You got much fantasy-wise for Para? Uh, Mitch Moses had a good score last week, uh, but that was in a big win against a struggling team, and that's not going to be the case this week, you'd expect, so I wouldn't be surprised if he had a fairly quiet uh, score. Isaiah Papali'i only played about 45 minutes. Did he have any injuries or just a limited minutes with his front row? Yeah. Role? Just the move to the the front row, I think, and the you know the way the game sort of opened up a bit, there wasn't quite as much uh, reliance on him. But yeah, his, his big scores have mostly come playing out wide, where he can wind up and, and bust a few tackles. So uh, yeah, move to yeah. to the front row hasn't really helped you scoring. Yeah, so it could be more of the same this week. Um, yeah, again, so tough to recommend buying any of these guys uh, up against a red hot Melbourne Storm team. I guess potentially if you had uh, two trades to work with and wanted to do a one-up, one-down, you could jump on Joey Lussick, who's still pretty cheap. He, uh, yep. His first score in for Reed Money wasn't great, but I think he got 50-odd um, last round. 
I think he played more than 70 minutes last week, which is a good yeah. time for his scoring. And did Will Smith drop out of the squad as well? Yes. He yeah, he yeah. did. So good chance he plays 80 this week. Could make heaps of tackles, yeah. Pretty good mm. uh, I mean, they've got Ray Stone a, and Bryce Cartwright on the bench. Ray Stone has done a bit of dummy half in the past, and Bryce Cartwright hasn't really, but I think he subbed in there earlier in the year in a game where Reed had to go off. So chance that uh, Lassick <clears throat> doesn't play the full 80, but I think if it's close, he's probably going to play pretty close to it. Yep, yep. Good point. Uh, Manly up against the Bulldogs kicks us off on Sunday, coming to you from Redcliffe. Um, Tommy Turbo is back. Uh, just missed that one game with the uh, the bruised uh, cheekbone around the, the plate from a previous fracture. So huge news for all his owners, which is probably most teams who are still alive at this point of the season. Uh, Tavita Furner is out uh, suspended. Brad Parker comes back in, which is a little bit tough on Moses Suley, who was brilliant uh, in 80 minutes last week and also brilliant in a, a short stint. Um, off the bench subbing on for Parker uh, the week before, or possibly from 18th man um, in that game against the the Eels. But, um, yeah, fantasy-wise, it's probably all about Turbo and DCE, right? Yeah, exactly. So, Cherry Evans, 81 last week. Turbo's been fantastic all year. I guess if, you've, you know, if you're playing a, a head-to-head grand final and consider yourself a big underdog, you could uh, throw the captaincy on Turbo rather than Cleary, perhaps, and hope he drags a monster score. I mean, Cleary can get 100 pretty easily these days, so it's pretty risky. But against the Bulldogs, Trebojevic could have, you know, one of his his monster scores. What did uh, do we know what Turbo got last time they played the Bulldogs? Have to have been all right, wouldn't it? I don't know. Let's but, find uh, out. I'll bring it up. 16. He only got 75 with three tries. Oh, was that the game where he scored three tries in the first? 20 or 30 minutes and we thought he was going to score 200 and then he sort of tapered off. Yeah, that feels like... It feels more like the old-fashioned Turbo who scores <laughs> purely through tries and assists rather than this year's version who's just a massive scorer every week regardless. So, I don't know. Oddly, I think he's improved since then, fantasy-wise at least. So, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes big, but then again, <clears throat> if they have a big, a big lead, maybe they give him a rest or something. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, that's got to be a concern, especially coming off a, a bruised cheekbone, a bit of an injury. But he's also is, other than that, you know, facial injury, he's pretty well rested. You'd think after a week off, he probably won't want to come off and, uh, and, unless uh, really it's dragged off by uh, by Desi. And, you know, DC is another one who could probably enjoy some big attacking stats. He sets up a lot of tries yep. um, for them. And it's probably a few other attacking players who might benefit as well. The back rowers, Ola Kowatu and Josh Schuster, both, um, I think Schuster might have missed out when they went big against the, uh, the Eels, but he was about the only player who did. But both of them have been pretty handy this year. Yeah, good attacking players as well. Um, they can get tries. They can lay on tries. So, yeah, as you say, they could cash in. And uh, Ruben Garrick's been fantastic as well a year and could kick a few goals. So, yeah, a, a lot of decent options this week for Manly. I think Ruben Garrick went into last round with the same number of season points as the Bulldogs. Mm. I think he had 268 and the Bulldogs, the entire team had 268. They outscored him by 10 um, last weekend, but he's up against them directly uh, this weekend. So if they pile on another massive score like they did last time, then uh, he could overtake them again. I don't think the dogs will want to see that one. So it could be some big numbers inbound for Ruben Garrick. What about 
the dogs team. Um, there are some more changes. I don't know if I'm really going to run through all of them. They've lost uh, Luke Thompson suspended again, along with Corey Waddell. Adam Elliott stood down. Both the Raiders' lone boys have gone. There's a bunch of entirely new bench. Beyond Yodo's gone to uh, to Puka. Um, there's a few other changes as well. But fantasy-wise, I mean, what here, if anything, would you uh, want to have anywhere near your squad? Look, Josh Jackson's still getting through a ton of work. He's still there at lock. Got 50 last week. He's going to be making lots of tackles this week. Um, if they get some of the ball, unless it's not a, you know, if it's not a complete romp, then he should get a few hit-ups and run meters. So I think he's still quite reliable. Even in a big loss, he could get 50 or 60 points just through base stats. Uh, but that would be it. I would avoid everyone else in that Bulldogs team, I think, right now. That would be my advice as well. The uh, Battle of the Big Cats, Panthers up against the Tigers, finishes the round out on Sunday afternoon, uh, also from Redcliffe. Uh, Panthers team, Nathan Cleary just rolled out 100 like it was nothing, and I think it was only his fifth best score of the year or something ridiculous uh, mm. like that. But um, he's well and truly back, isn't he? He is. 844 kick metres he finished with in that game, which is pretty staggering. I think that's 42 points just from his kicks. Um, mm. then he got to try and he gets his usual, he gets there a lot of tackles as well and everything else. And, uh, yeah, cruise to another hundred, uh, fantastic, uh, fantasy player, obvious captain, I guess for pretty much everyone this week, unless you're really desperate and need something to happen and against the Tigers, the Panthers could get another big game and he could get a, you know, even better score this round. So very good signs from him. Um, I think, again, like the last couple of games, this could be a one-sided contest, which is good news for all the backline players for Penrith. Um, Matt Burton was a bit quiet last week, but who knows, could get a try or two. Um, Crichton's in a lot of teams as well. Could score well. That's basically it, nothing new. Jerome Luai's in more teams than you'd probably expect, and he was very quiet uh, last okay. week. I think he scored in the teens. So, um, you know, he's probably been a little bit quiet since Origin, which um, can happen uh, in players' first seasons of having to do with Origin along with club footy. But I probably expect him to be a, a little bit better this week. Brian Toto, uh, I mean, it'd be a massive inclusion if anyone's still holding him. But um, otherwise, I mean, you could almost grab him as a point of difference if you wanted to, to gamble on your head-to-head. Yeah, not the worst um, by, you know, winning a fullback option to bring in all of a sudden this week. Last game of the round as well could be a, a big game changer, I suppose. So, yeah, not bad against the, the Tigers, even without tries to hook and score well on the wing with all these tackle breaks. So, yeah, don't mind it. Absolutely. The uh, Tigers team, Adam Dewey is out. He's probably the big news from this one. Uh, hurt his knee last week. He'd been scoring uh, fantastically well up until that game um, at 5'8". A few coaches had snapped him up and were probably hoping that he was going to be a, a secret weapon in their grand finals, but you know, got to be making other plans now, unfortunately. Yeah, he's been fantastic. Up until last week, he had a low score with an injury, but um, before that, he was scoring up there with the very best uh, halves, or maybe not Cleary, but you know, behind him, uh, matching the likes of DCE, outscoring Moses. But he's out now. Probably the biggest news, I guess, um, that injury in fantasy this weekend. If you're out of trades and lost him, that's that's really hurt. Um, <clears throat> in terms of buys, I don't know if there's anyone really... Um, there's a few guys have been pretty, you know, consistent. Um, Luciano Lelou has been quite good. Bloor at his first real off week last week since getting to that starting team. Which has been all right, but, um, yeah, no big scorers there. Their star is Dewey, and he's, he's Gonski. So if you had him, hopefully you've got 
at least one train left to uh, make amends. Yeah, for sure. I think that just about covers it, uh, Bloor. I think you mentioned uh, it's sort of been a semi-reliable scorer as a late-season cheapie. Leilua, a bit of a point of difference going okay in the back row, but yeah, I wouldn't be cancelling buying too many of those players. Before we get on to a couple of Twitter questions, our DoorDash Dasher of the Week, who did you go last week? How did they go? And who you got this week? I went uh, Ewan Aitken last week. Uh, he scored quite well, got another try, 57 points. Um and this week, I'm going to cheat a little. I'm going to go Ryan Pappenhausen, who's, I think, technically in a lot of teams still uh, from early in the year um, that have just held him. But uh, for those who haven't picked him up since he's come back from injury, uh, great last week. Um, another big chance of scoring well in a Storm team that's going to break more records, I would imagine, this round. So, um, yeah, a bit of an easy one, but I'm going to go Ryan Pappenhausen. I had a bit of a misfire with Sam McIntyre starting at lock for the Titans. Only got 24 points and not too many minutes either. Um, so, yeah, definite misfire. Then I will go for Hudson Young this week. Strangely, uh, not in that many teams, or probably not that strangely because he's only recently got back in the uh, the starting side. been pumping out some big scores. So looking for him to uh, do well from a low ownership base. We're going to get into some Twitter questions. There's not heaps. I assume people are pretty much running out of trades and uh, a lot of the questions that we do have are not really trade-based, but... Um, we will do our best to answer them. Um, first one from Luke Dees. Hello, fellas. Will there be any changes to the scoring system next season? Wondering if conceding six again will be punished. Um, so I guess that's, you know, probably it's replaced penalties in a, a bit of a way. So a lot of guys who used to get pinged a fair bit for penalties for offside and that sort of thing are giving away six agains, but it's not really um, a negative anymore in fantasy. Um, and another question from Luke Dees. Who's one player you'd wish you traded in for the season but didn't? Mine is Isaiah Papali'i. Um, did you want to have a crack at the scoring one first? Uh, sure. Um, scoring one, uh, I don't know, is the short answer. Uh, very decent chance that they do add in six agains. Um, it would make sense. I guess you could just fold that into penalties. So that category could become penalties or six agains. You lose two points for either of them. Uh, perhaps um, I wouldn't mind that. It would bring the scoring down overall a little bit. Um, and, yeah, probably worthwhile getting some punishment here for that. And for the second answer, yeah, my answer is the same as his. Probably I, I missed in the first half of the season. It was I really considered him one week and then held the trade and regretted it for the rest of the season. So, yeah, that one has that one has stung. How about you? Yeah, definitely. So I was going to say on the scoring thing, it's I mean it's it's only so many changes you can make. We've obviously brought in the um, the forced turnover this year. You don't really want to be rejigging and making constant changes um, every year. I don't think you kind of want to give people a chance to get used to it before you go and um, revamp it. And there's obviously sort of budgetary considerations. Anything you do that someone's got to code it and program it and make changes. So um, I don't know any more than you do about whether it's going to happen but um yeah it sounds like one that wouldn't necessarily be too hard comparatively compared to bringing in the uh the forced turnovers i guess we'll wait and see whether that or anything else um gets tweaked um player i wish i'd bought and didn't uh, had to be turbo i um i had a choice between ponga and turbo and i chose extremely poorly um i've owned turbo in a number of previous seasons and um seemed like every second week he was you know he'd get 50 plus one week and then 20s the next week and i think you touched on what we're talking about before 
poor, but if he didn't score any tries, his scoring was really poor. But um, he's really hit his straps this year. The new rules have suited him down to the ground. Man, he's caught fire and he's at the top of his game. And um, a guy who's constantly been in and out with hamstring injuries in the past just hasn't looked like missing a game through injury yeah. until he you know, copped a completely unrelated knock um, a week ago and I think had a rest around origin. But... Um, yeah, as a frustrated turbo owner in the past, who was sort of my never, never again pile, and it turned out to be a, a very expensive uh, decision, uh, both in terms of salary cap and in terms of uh, points. Um, Matt Barnes writes in, thanks for another great season, gents. Always look forward to the pod on a Wednesday morning commute. I'm wondering if you've ever considered a history page on the fantasy site so the user can see their overall and league results from seasons past. Um, it's probably a little bit similar to the scoring question, really. It's just coming down to, um, you know, someone's actually got to implement it. I don't mind the idea, but it's, it's someone's got to make it happen, I guess. Yeah, I have a feeling something like that used to exist years ago um, and has fallen by the wayside. Uh yeah, it, it could come in. I think they've thought about or, or you know, considered adding it again uh, in recent years. But again, as you mentioned, you know, there's budget issues and time and uh, what have you. So, um, yes, it's a, it's a chance, I think, from what I hear, but I'm not sure. We don't make those decisions, so uh, we'll, yeah. we'll find out, I guess, in the, in the off-season. If I made the decisions, we'd be bringing everything and add it all in. Absolutely. Don't mind, but um, yeah, someone's got to uh, actually action it, so we'll wait and see. Um, Robert Evans asks, who will score the most out of the Storm players this weekend? Probably a tough one to answer without a crystal ball. Absolutely. Um, At least someone's going to get a big score in that Storm team, aren't they? They seem to do it every week. Um, Look, I'll take a, a wild guess at Pappenhausen. Why not? He was scoring great at the start of the year and he's due a big one, um, but could be any one of, you know, five or six players. Mm. You got any, I'll say Jerome Hughes off his uh, one-week rest. Hopefully yeah, one of not? us is right. Um, Jackson writes in, thanks for a great season, gents. I sadly have no trades to spare, but was wondering who to play uh, for three bench spots out of um, – so I play bench spots three and four out of Schuster, Lusick, and Lolo. So he's got to pick two out of those three players, Josh Schuster, um, Joey, Lusick, I assume, and uh, Tamalolo. Mm. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know what to expect from Tamalolo in that front row. I don't know if that role is going to be any different, really, to his usual lock role. Um, but even that, you know, he hasn't really hit his straps in that role this year. Um, Schuster should be good for around 50, Lusick. 40 to 50, I guess Schuster and Tomalolo are probably the safer options, but I'm not confident about it. This is a great situation for a, a loophole if you've got a player who's not playing this week. Yeah. I think barring any loophole shenanigans, I think you have to play Schuster just because his ceiling is so high against the Bulldogs. The yeah. chance that he gets a few, you know, line breaks, try assists, couple of tries, you don't want to leave him out and pick the other two and they get 40 each and he gets, you know, 80 or 90. So I think you have to pick Schuster and if he gets 35, so be it. But um, I think you have to pick him. I'll probably go Lusick over Tamalolo for the other one just because he's probably going to play close to 80 and should get 50-odd, whereas Tamalolo playing front row might only play 40 minutes. So he might only get, you know, he could score 50 or he could score 30. Yeah. I think Tom Lolo's got a higher ceiling, but yeah, Lusick's floor is higher. If he just gets through 40 tackles, he that could be enough to score more than Tom Lolo, who can be very quiet. So, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, the safer option probably is Lusick, as you say. But Tom Lolo, yeah, at his best, can still get 80. He has done it once or twice mm. this year. 
Of course. Um, that is all our Twitter questions. For our Twitter questions next week, an early shout-out, uh, get your hard luck stories in, the worst thing that's happened to you in fantasy this year, the, you know, buying someone who got injured that week or, um, you know, whatever you've missed out on or, you know, hard luck beats in your, uh, your head-to-head legs. I'll do a shout-out on Twitter before the podcast next week. But otherwise, that is all we've got time for this week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Good luck in your league finals if you've made it that far. Um, we'll be, uh, thanks again to our sponsors, DoorDash. We'll be back this time next week for the uh, last part of the season. Mm-hmm.